Hi, I'm the Strategist Cowboy. This week, I am reviewing an American Red Ale beer. It is an ale with a high ABV level. This week's first and only contestant is the beer assortment Evil Dead Red from the Alesmith Brewing Company. Alesmith Brewing Company. Let's get ready to rumble! Our first contestant this week, and only contestant, is thus the Red Ale Beer Assortment Evil Dead Red from the Alesmith Brewing Company in San Diego, California, USA. I can reveal right now that this beer is so evil that it, is, it has got an ABV level of the satanic number 666, so 6.66% ABV level. It isn't unusual to refer to Satan or the devil when naming a beer or even a brewery, but this is a first I have ever heard of where they made a reference to the devil in the beer's ABV level. The Evil Dead Red is a limited release beer, but since it isn't really feasible to brew a beer with an ABV level of exactly 6.66%, they had to censor the number and put a sticker on the can that says 6.7%. That is what I guess was the reason they could not put the number 6.66 on the can. And not because it is satanic, not as it is a satanic number. But it ruins the image on this beer. The ingredients in the De Evil Dead Red beer assortment are water, barley malt, wheat malt, hops, and most probable yeast. This beer assortment has got an IBU of 10. The information comes from the can and the brewery's website. Since this is a limited release beer assortment, there is no info on this beer assortment at Sustainbelaget's website. The expiration date on this particular beer is the end of August 2023. Today it is late July 2023. The Evil Dead Red beer assortment comes in a size 47.3 centiliters i.e. an about 16 liquid ounces can. The can is black at the front and red at the back. It's got red, white or black text. There is a trademark image of a blacksmith anvil on the front and back. The Evil Dead red cost me about 39 kronor at Sustainbolaget. That is 3 US dollars and 85 cents. That is 96 cents per every four ounces of beer. The preferred serving temperature on this beer assortment is, according to the brewery, about seven to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. 
45 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The Evil Dead Red has got an approximately 6.66% ABV level. 6.66%. How about the experience then? Well, it's a good aroma. It's got a three three fingers tall head. About nearly anyway, and uh, let's see here what's the color of this beer. Uh, it's a dark reddish uh, red uh, like and uh, dark and uh, yeah red amber like dark color it smells red the aroma is red but can red have an aroma can red be an aroma or can an aroma be red i mean Well, first impression. Well, it, it, well, let me first say that it's, I don't know if it's cloudy because it's so dark, but uh, it must be cloudy. The first impression, uh, as many uh, often is with me, is that it, this is a good beer, but I don't think I'm going to change my view on this being a good beer because it is a good beer and it's rich not bread like or perhaps the, it, there is some uh, pumpernickel spread like taste i think it's uh, a little bit yeasty perhaps but not much hmm well uh, let me see here um, it, it's got water barley malt wheat malt hops and most probably yeast barley malt and wheat malt can I sense that? I need to cheat a bit, but because uh, I don't really sense. I scroll back uh, up to cheat a bit, but it's um, I don't sense the wheat malt in it, but it's it's supposedly there. Barley malt I can sense. 
taste on my palate. A little bit coffee-like, I think. Or uh, fudge-like, perhaps. Let's leave that. It's a complex beer. It's uh, not very dry. A little bit sweet. I think it's uh, not very bitter or hoppy, I guess. Uh, It's almost candy-like, I think, almost, not really, not truly, not fully. I don't think it's fruity. No, I wouldn't say. It's somewhat spicy. Uh, undertone is uh, coffee like. Uh, it's coffee like in my palate too. Uh, carbonation level, I don't know yet, but uh, it's. Uh, Not really creamy, but nearly creamy. It's not acidic and there are no aberrations. It's uh, more dark roasted than not. And it's unfiltered, I think. Maybe it's not pumpernickel spread. Maybe it's bread flavored with wort. Yeah, perhaps more like uh, or something in between. There's no pine needle taste in it. No pineapple taste. No apricot taste. No light bread. Not really banana, no, I don't think so. Not, not straw-like, not syrupy, not honey-like, not licorice-like. Uh, a little bit... Uh, I don't know. 
I think it's mostly coffee-like, perhaps a little bit fudge-like. Yeah, perhaps. No raspberry, no chocolate, uh, I think, no blueberry, mango, tangerine. No, no raisin, perhaps uh, no vanilla taste. Okay, what about grading then? How many devils do I grade this beer? I wish it had tasted a little bit more red, if uh, red can be a taste. Uh, red flavor on it, but uh, it's not bad. Uh, I think it's worth eight tables out of 10 possible. Okay. Absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underage or pregnant. This is the first out of two lessons today. What's this about the Quran burnings? Do I care? Muqtada al-Sadr, the biggest Shiite leader in Iraq, is the guy behind the burning down of the Swedish embassy in Iraq. Well, by all means, let's see who will, will suffer the most from Sweden turning off all business and diplomatic ties with Iraq. If Muqtada al-Sadr wants to play chicken race, then don't let me hold you back, dude. I'll fucking challenge you to a duel with pistols at dawn if I think it necessary. Kid, I kid you not. The US don't want this anger to manifest in violence against Swedish embassies and companies right now. They need a stable situation in the Middle East. For now, Iran, Qatar and Saudi Arabia have summoned Sweden's ambassadors in their respective countries in a protest against the Quran burnings in Sweden. The US, the EU and the UK have condemned the physical attack on and the burning of the Swedish embassy in Baghdad. The Swedish news site SR Ekut reports in July 21st, 2023, quote, there is no ban on Swedish companies in Iraq. Those reports are not true, says Farhad Alaldin, the Iraqi Prime Minister's Foreign Affairs Advisor to Ekut, and refutes reports that previously circulated in the Swedish media. It was the Iraqi Ministry of Communications that on Thursday announced on its Facebook page a ban on doing business with Swedish companies. That post has now been removed. End quote. Farhad is a good advisor. And the source, sources for this were 
was all Sveriges Radio Ekut. And we, we come to my second lesson for this week. And I'm going to reiterate some uh, sentences and uh, yeah, uh, I call it Morocco and Israel vs Western Sahara. In World Israel News, July 17, 2023, there is a headline, quote, Israel recognizes Moroccan, Moroccan sovereignty over Western Sahara, end quote. The headline is noticeable, but hardly remarkable. Let me start by stating some facts. Phosphates. Morocco and the Maroc by Morocco's occupied Western Sahara is a major supplier of phosphates, which is used in the agricultural sector. Phosphates are used for crops and it is spread in pellets form across farmlands around the world to achieve significantly larger harvests. Estimates of phosphate production are sometimes difficult to understand because the phosphates are mined in different forms. The dominant form is phosphate rock, a mineral that is usually mined in open pits. Two thirds of the world production are mined in China, the United States and Morocco slash Western Sahara. Morocco and the by Morocco occupied Western Sahara account for 30% of the export market. My guess is that Israel is a minor consumer of phosphates, but the US isn't, neither is Europe. US phosphate reserves will last for 30 years for US use only. The United States does not export phosphate ore, neither does China. The world's phosphate reserves are estimated to be around 15 billion tons, which is sufficient for the world's consumption for 90 years with current technology, according to the, to the US Geological Survey. And this was a few years ago. Phosphate production in the world would not come to a critical le low level before the world's oil reserves peter out. Thus, phosphate production in Morocco slash Western Sahara is strategically secondary. This did not prevent the United States from making a bilateral trade deal with Morocco in 2006. The European Union didn't jump on the train until two years later. Don't rock the boat. I think that Israel is recognizing a potential strategic asset in the Morocco slash Western Sahara phosphates. However, they are not doing God's will. Western Sahara doesn't deserve being occupied by the Moroccans, except in practice, Israel's move doesn't make any difference from before. Both the EU and the US and Israel have for a very long time lived on the broken backs of the Western Saharans. And in the process, we have carefully avoided to mention this little, little immoral and unrighteous Moroccan territorial claims. Just to be able to buy the phosphates from Morocco and the by Morocco occupied territory of Western Sahara. Before I go on, I want to emphasize the importance for Europe to have this policy of buying phosphates from Morocco 
and keep keeping quiet about the Moroccan occupation of Western Sahara. Fact. If we hadn't done that, we would also not have been able to harbor any refugees in our countries. Food would have been too scarce. And if we wouldn't have been able to harbor refugees, we would not have been able to sustain an economic growth simultaneous, simultaneously with a declining domestic birth rate. Our politicians have decided that we must have a steady economic growth. And the price for that is inevitably immigration. You can think of it what you want, but it is a fact. We get richer as a nation from immigration. There is a reason why the richest countries in history also have had the most diversified population, and the poorest countries in history have had the most homogeneous population. Though some are more equal than others, because the, the rich and powerful gets much richer and powerful than the rest of us. This, in the end, leads to the downfall of civilizations. So, do you recognize how this is an opportunity for Israel? They get their hand into the breadbasket for the price of nothing. But nothing has really changed. Business as usual and all that. And to top it off, they can claim success for the Abraham Accords. It is a smart move. A headline on Esther Ekot on Sunday, July 16 reads, translated, quote, EU and Tunisia sign new migration treaty, end quote. It may have to do with Algerian gas exports to Europe via Tunisia and Italy. Italy taps a lot of the gas. Algeria slash Tunisia and Morocco aren't very sweet friends, albeit some of the Algerian Algerian gas pipelines traverse Moroccan territory into Spain. It's complicated. Algerian gas exports to Europe had fallen by 22% by 2019. Guess it's going up again. It should be the ones it should be the ones tapping gas from this pipeline who have to proportionally absorb the migration flood emanating from this treaty. My name is Roger Klein. Thank you and see you later, alligator. At a wild crocodile. Mm -hmm.